Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugged your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do? Tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone. A Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Morning, and welcome to Conversations Against Living Miserably, a podcast where we try to find solace in a world where our brains are usually against us. My name is Aaron Gillis, and each week I'll be joined by... Me, Lauren Patterson. Each episode, we speak to a different guest and talk about their stories, their experiences and their lives as they fight against living miserably. But we'll try to have a laugh with it, because on the surface, that sounds like a pretty fucking bleak idea for a podcast. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Dave, the TV channel, and Calm, the campaign against living miserably. This week's guest is the one and only Lou Sanders. Lou is a stand-up comedian who has appeared on 8 out of 10 Cats, Hypothetical, and is currently on the newest series of Taskmaster. Lou also co-hosts the podcast Why Is Your Bottom So Dirty? In this episode, we talk to Lou about social media, meditation, and in parts of the episode, Lou kind of just starts interviewing us, which, well, you'll see, or rather hear. Anyway, let's just get on with it, shall we? Hello, welcome back to our podcast. We are joined today by Lou Sanders. Hello. Wearing a wonderful dress. Pleasure to be here. Like so my gait is a bit, <laughs> a bit masculine. Slumped down. <laughs> my friend took a picture of me the other day, slumped on the sofa, like legs sprayed apart. Like it looked really not nice. We, our first question that we ask is, when was the last time you felt calm? Calm. I feel quite calm now, but that's just because you... Isn't intention amazing? Because you just said the word calm, Mm -hmm. and then I went into a calm space just then. I've got power. Yeah. Yeah. I told you, it's the accent. Yeah, it is the The accent. accent. It's never done it to me. I am (laughs) calm in trees. Oh, I went to the ponds today, and I had a little splash, and it was cold, but I felt quite calm in nature. That's nice. We've got a few nature... Zoe Lyons has a tree that she strokes. That's nice. And who was on about trees? Pippa Evans. Pippa Evans says she likes a good tree. Yeah. 
Beach. Beach. Trees. Yeah, Carriad likes the beach. Yeah. I love the good, beach. Good, good scene, nature. <laughs> yeah. That's what I've we need. Been, I went on the beach yesterday because I went to go and visit my mum and dad and they live near the beach. And I just went barefoot on the old, oh, it's lovely. I love that. <laughs> you can't beat that. Yeah, sand between your little toes. And then mum saying, don't get sand all over the carpet. Wipe <laughs> <laughs> your feet before you get in. <laughs> Is there anything you bring into your day-to-day life that helps you when you're cut needs um, I that do meditate every day. I do think do meditation you? is incredible. Mm. And there's loads of different ones. I've done loads of different ones through my time. So I think that's amazing. And I think remembering to breathe, which I never do. Uh, all the cla- all the classics that you'll think, oh, bore off. Like, ugh, it's so boring. But actually they do work. Otherwise, why are people have been doing them for thousands of years? Yeah, mm. the breathing one's always one of mine. So I'm so stupid that I forget how to breathe and yeah. just retraining yourself how to breathe <laughs> when you feel like utter shit yeah can really I, th- help. I think that's why half the joy of smoking is mm. that you're actually like oh. inhaling you're breathing kind of thing mm. i mean you're breathing in a load of old shit but <laughs> <laughs> you're having a good old go at the lungs aren't you yeah and then you're ruining them at the same time but yeah where did you how did you get into the whole meditating thing <laughs> i thought you could say how did you get into the studio today <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> who are well, just because everyone's always waffling on about it, and you think, "Oh God, all right, I'll give it a try," but it's really weird because really weird, weird because um, <laughs> often it's the things you don't fancy doing. Like I don't fancy exercising a lot of the time. I don't fancy meditation. Then I'm like, but most times, like nine times out of ten, when I sit down to meditate, it feels amazing after. And same with exercise. So why don't we just do it? It's so weird. How long does it take? I know nothing about meditation. You can do it for like five minutes, ten minutes. I do twenty-five to thirty, mm. but I will say I have built, I have built up to that. You know, <laughs> I do it for like this woman in the mountains gave me like different mantras for where I am, and then I get new ones next year. Mm. And it is, and you feel like I once I had um like a sort of out of body experience, and she said, "Yeah, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you're not doing right." But I was like, "It was really cool," and she was like, "Yeah, yeah, no, that's not. You're supposed you've to be grounded." Too far. <laughs> <laughs> Once I felt like I had an all over body orgasm, like sort of sexual but not sexual, like beyond sexual, mm-hmm. and my whole body was like vibrating. I was like, "Bloody hell, this is great!" And she was like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 no for that. <laughs> <laughs> not, no." But now it's just like you sort of go in and out of consciousness. Great. Oh, yeah. It's better than drugs. Sounds really good. I'm yeah. gonna try a bit meditating. <laughs> I said it's better than drugs, and Lauren looked sort of like, mm, "Come on!" All of them at once. <laughs> and when was the first time you were made aware of mental health being a thing, be it a uh, positive or negative experience? I guess my my auntie was a bit mad. She's quite mad actually, and in that she, I think one of the definitions of madness is trying to bend the whole world to your way of thinking. Mm like trying to get like being like well this isn't how I want it to be and then spending so much time and effort and energy trying to get the whole world into your sort of thing which is never going to happen so I think that's she was that sort of madness also sort of uh, you know, very lonely, depressed, anorexic, all the, all the <laughs> sisters of the continuum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I did think, but like, I guess everyone's mad in its degrees of, um, you're not allowed to say mad anymore, are you? Bananas. Bananas, bananas bonkers. bonkers. Yeah. I think you can say mad. Just own the word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're all mad. Yeah, but, um, exactly. And when you're all kind of touring, because, um, Big thing we've noticed with kind of comedians and stuff because you're all so busy. Yeah, all I was going to say because you're all so mental. You are. All, <laughs> it's true. I mean, yeah. Um, how do you bring that kind of calmness? Do you meditate on your tours as well, or do you kind of make sure that you are yeah. keep looking after yourself whilst you're? Yeah, in I those do. Really I do stages? meditate when I'm away. I still try and get in a little bit of nature if I can. I'm not one for museums, so I'd rather go. I don't know. I'll go now and again, but um, 
more like if there's a beach or, or like trees I'll go do that I'll go do that I've seen all the trees <laughs> done it. I got a bed yeah. <laughs> so you know how some comedians can rank service stations can you just like rank trees in nature <laughs> parks <laughs> no I wish I knew the good service stations well yeah. I suppose what I do is different way around I just um, look on the sign mm-hmm. and see if they've got so your M&S so. your Waitrose yeah. you know my favourite's Woodall because it's got a KFC but a touch screen one so I don't have to talk to anybody I like that that's good wow. for my anxiety <laughs> I don't like to because ha- I'm fussy with my food so that when people slag off these like touch screen things like ah, they're removing like the ability to talk to people I'm like that's what I want I don't want because yeah. I'm dead fussy and I'm like at least if it's on a screen nobody is judging me for taking that off putting that on and I walked into Woodall and had a touch screen KFC I was like I'm in the future and I'm here for it I mean, they're just built for people with anxiety, really, aren't oh, they? Because totally. you don't have to fucking speak to anyone. But this is what I think about, like, the anxiety thing. I think sometimes labels aren't helpful. So I, I, re- I relish all the develops we've made, developments we've made in terms of talking about mental health. And I think, you know, especially for men, they're not talked to talk about things at all. So I do think, God, like, it's, it's hard being a man. I know there's been a lot of, like, it's hard being a woman as well, but there's a lot of, like, sort of heat on that good. But then men, I think there's so much bravado and there's so much you know they have to earn the money they have to like be confident and we don't want to see them as weak and stuff or we you know historically haven't been allowing them to so so I do think that's all good but my my issue slightly is with people sort of using the word anxiety in situations and then that the, uh, just life mm-hmm. like like there was this guy that my friend's friend said like oh I've got a job interview and it's bringing out my anxiety and I thought, no, that is you. How are you supposed to push your boundaries mm-hmm. and develop as a person? Because I think we're here to, like, for growth, for soul growth. I would call it whatever. How are you supposed to ever be challenged in life and grow and develop if you think that you are a special case mm-hmm. and you have anxiety when it's just called living? Yeah, we can't be picked up like babies and mamby pamby mm-hmm. through life because you we've all met spoiled rich kids who are then drug addicts and like ruin themselves because their parents have given them everything and they've never had to like grow mm-hmm. i think definitely it's that definition between like, feeling anxious and anxiety yeah. which are two very different yeah. things anxiety is a medical condition but feeling anxious is a human it's emotion but it's become a fashion it's become a buzzword for people yeah. that are like you, you, you sort of see them and you think you're not like I know you can never guess what other people have got and a lot of stuff's hidden of course like you know people that seem normal and then kill themselves but I don't know like people seem to wear anxiety like a badge of honour in a way mm-hmm. and it's like what like long term that's not helping you no. it's devaluing it's like the thing about feminism where people are like like I'm a feminist and then they do, and then they like post pictures of your tits on Instagram. Lovely, we all want to see tits. I love it. Yeah. So, but but then don't say like, oh, this, I can't believe this guy like commented on my tit, like commented like, and it's like, well, you've put a thirsty picture up. Mm-hmm. You must know that people, men and women, are going to be like, well, nice tits in the head, or maybe write a comment that's like, it's like you can't have it both ways, and mm-hmm. it's devaluing to the whole work that's going on I think yeah. I think it's like stop trying everyone just wants attention yeah Definitely. completely and utterly mm-hmm. and be honest about it I love like when people put it like Catherine Ryan she was like I'm thirsting all week on the ground yes. yeah. <laughs> <She was> like, <laughs> and you're like damn straight you are with this hot body looking mm-hmm. great and you would you applaud it because you're like yeah you've got your brand it's flipping great mm-hmm. enjoy it rather than this kind of tricksy like aren't men pigs mm-hmm. and it's like well you're trapped you're 
you're luring them into this trap and then yeah. you're getting attention for moaning about you're getting attention for the picture you're getting attention for moaning about men and you're getting attention for being angry and all the people go yeah 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 like it's like it's just I don't know I think it's ha- sort of a bit hateful mm-hmm. I had it. I wanted to put a picture recently of my skin because I've got psoriasis yeah and uh, Instagram had like banned loads of hashtags to do with psoriasis but the picture I put up was sort of like off my tummy but you could see a little bit of bra and I was like can't be asked to crop it out but yeah. I also know someone's going to be like nice bra so I deliberately was like and there's a bit of bra for the lads like yeah, there great, you go just great, address yeah, yeah, it yeah, I know yeah. you can see me bra so rather yeah. than someone be like oh is she, is she just trying to sort of like subtly get a bit of bra in I was like yeah. it's a bra it's there okay yeah exactly it's, I, love, I love it <laughs> and also I love your pictures of your skin Thank I love you. like I love when people like I love uh, like Olga Cock puts pictures yeah. where she looks so hot and then she puts pictures with no makeup on and yeah. I think good for you you're like yeah you're owning every part of it and mm-hmm. being and I know like some people don't have the confidence to do that or whatever and Olga Cock is, is hot mm-hmm. either way but I don't know I just like I just like when people are honest about what they're doing and they're not using a thing to get another subsection yeah. of a society for more attention yeah because there's people that want to shut down men, there's people that want to shut down women, but stop tapping into that and just being like, here's a picture of me looking fit, enjoy mm-hmm. it, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's that honesty, though, isn't it? Because years ago, like, the Instagram feed was just perfection, perfection, perfection. Yeah. And now you've got that nice thing of people going, you know what, fuck the perfection, this is me, and I'm really mm-hmm. fucking confident with it. Yeah. It's like one of my rules in life is always like your friend's selfies, because they've taken the time to take a picture of themselves. Yeah. They feel good. Yeah. So, yeah, like that picture. Damn straight you look, you look yeah, good yeah, today. Yeah, You're yeah, going to yeah. crush it. That's great. Mm-hmm. But then there's that t- nice yeah. confidence around it. I find it fascinating, but I find it fascinating the way that I think I'm just behind the times, because, like... I don't know like I used to think it was a bit self-indulgent to put a picture of you and your friend when it's your friend's birthday and you look great and it's like here's me and my friend now I love it because <laughs> it's, it's, it's a picture of like you two that they may not have seen for a while it's shared memory mm-hmm. it's like it's like saying hey we're like I love you in a way but I used to think it was really vain so I think maybe I'll just like join in two years later so don't listen to anything I say <laughs> But it is as well when it comes to kind of anxiety as well. That honesty is so brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, when you are honest about it, you can tell compared to people that are just kind of like, oh, you know, anxiety. Yeah. And they said that happened. Then you've got people that are like with either that kind of GAD or um, social anxiety or separation anxiety that are really yeah. going through the motions mm-hmm. and just kind of like, yeah, it's fucking shit. Yeah. Like, it's not a fashion statement. It's yeah. fine that I always make fun of it because it's ruined my life. Yeah. So I'm allowed <laughs> to make fun of it and make it feel smaller than it actually is. Yeah when you kind of get people that have never been diagnosed never gone to a mm-hmm. doctor never just read about it on a website and gone yeah. oh, do you know what that's me yeah, yeah. I find... devalues the whole yeah. you know what so what is your experience then my experience is that I, it's it's resulted in me not being able to leave my house for two days mm-hmm. I've been I've lost friendships because of it because I was I couldn't actually physically go out and see people um, it's absolutely vile and then it leads to extremely dark places and I ended up in a very, very bad place because of it. So then I managed to kind of, through CBT and medication yeah. and a couple of years of fucking hard work, get yeah. to a place where I was comfortable talking about it. And yeah. I like, and the way I talk about everything is through jokes because I'm a nonsense yeah. person. Um, and comedy is a great place to be able to discuss these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But then when I started going through it, because I got diagnosed with severe anxiety. Yeah. And I went through all these fucking courses and it was, I couldn't get the train because I'd have a panic attack on the train. I'd be, end up being sick on the platform. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't go see my friends because bars were too loud and too busy and I didn't know where the exits were. So I'd have a yeah. panic attack there. I had a panic attack at brunch with my wife once and yeah. she was having this lovely meal and I was grabbing my heart and thought I was going <laughs> to fucking die. die. 
Um, and it just got to, so debilitating that I couldn't, I refused to leave the house mm-hmm. and I couldn't do work anymore either. And how did it all start? Like, what was the... So for me, I think I've had it since I was about 18, but I never addressed it. I got mm-hmm. diagnosed with depression when I was like 21. Yeah. This is a podcast that's supposed to be about you and now you're interviewing me. <laughs> no, I love but it. it's fascinating because um, also I need to hear these stories because all I hear mm-hmm. is the sort of ones that like, no, actually my friend did have a real, pa- like a few, a few friends have had panic attacks, yeah. but I always think it can be, I always think this thing's to ease it that can be done. So like you put in the work with CBT and all that mm-hmm. stuff and I think that's amazing. It just it has to be done, yeah. like to get yourself into a place where you can function as a member yeah. of society. Yeah. I got so bored of being ill all the yeah, fucking yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. There's always hope is what I love. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that you've just got to find the right people that can help you and the right techniques because different things work for different people. Yeah. I find it so difficult to go out with people like I don't know very well and like I'm very like I've got my little sort of core group I'm comfortable with and my boyfriend will sometimes say it me so like yesterday yesterday yeah we were going for like a mother's day lunch with his family and I was in the toilet in our flat crying at the thought of going because I was like oh well like they're not my family and I don't know them very well and it's going to be a big family thing and I'm the only one only one who's not family and oh my god what am I going to say what am I going to do and then I came out and he was like you don't have to come and I was like that's the easy option not going not going is what I want to do I want to go back downstairs and I want to go to bed I was like but how am I ever going to make progress if I don't try and go and I went and like at first it was just I made sure I made eye contact with everybody and I was like we've done it you've looked everyone in the eye and then I took little bits from what who was it we had on the podcast the other day and oh it was Pippa Mm. when she was like you don't always have to talk and I was like oh god yeah you don't always have to talk so some of the time I just sat and I was like see normal people are and just listen to conversations and like I felt so I I deliberately booked an eyebrow appointment don't they look good (laughs) (laughs) so that I could leave earlier but I was like so I I knew I had an out I knew I had a set time I was leaving but I was there for two and a half hours and I was like so proud of myself so proud because I was like yeah I wanted to go back down and go back to bed and not go and And do it but I was like next time it's easier exactly and I was like and next time I'll be like I still probably have that thing where I'm like, oh God, I, I don't think I can do it, but I'll know I've done it and I can do it again and again. And that's why I don't like when some people are like, some people do, I think, use it as a little bit of an excuse. And I'm like, no, they don't. Opt out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can't opt out because you can't opt out of life. You yeah. Like, uh-huh. But that's great. And then you push your boundaries all the time. Exactly. But it's so weird. I don't like, I... I want to understand it more because you do stand up. So like, how mm-hmm. do you... How are you anxious of people that want the best for you it's so weird like i can be in front of a crowd of people and not give a fuck like after i feel so comfortable but so if it's just like one-on-one in a room so sometimes like if you go off and make a cup of tea and i'm just sat with the guest in the room i'm like oh my god like, oh. <laughs> and i can feel my heart beating that and feel myself getting like sweaty and i'm like it's just a human it's a person yeah. it's just one of them surely that should be easier than a thousand but why I don't know is there so much anxiety these days? I cannot, mm-hmm. like, it didn't used to be a thing when, like, what, <laughs> where's it come from and how, like, how do we stop it? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone's suffering. It's really upsetting, like, because they don't need, because when people meet you, they're mm-hmm. probably worried about themselves and they're just thinking, what a lovely, nice, like, cool girl. Yeah. How am I coming across? Like, it's like when I talk to people after gigs and sometimes I'll get a message and they'll be like, oh my God, you're so cool, I want to be your friend. And I'm like, 
Kathy wants to be my friend. <laughs> like, what? What do you mean? And my boyfriend's like, say you are a nice person yeah. and people like you and want to hang out with you. And I'll just be like in the corner, like, but I'm scared. Blocking. You're exactly. probably blocking a lot of the stuff. Because oh, everything's energy and you emit yeah. the, And you just, like, it's right. Like, what do we do about this? It's a nightmare because mm-hmm. no one's thinking all the bad things you're thinking, but then you create the yeah, situations it, like, where you drive people away to car. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I was going to say, it's crazy. And then I was like, yeah, it is. That's <laughs> literally what it is. <laughs> so, so do you feel like you're, you've are you come through the other end now? Do you have anxiety now? Still have anxiety now, yeah. It's one of those yeah. things that you live with. You let, I live in spite of it, not like, under it anymore. Oh, but have mm-hmm. you tried the healer, Jill and the Berenice? I, <laughs> <laughs> I do Sounds think like it's I like... Do I don't think... I know, it's, it's arrogant and bigoted to be like, there's a cure for everything. I don't think that, but mm. I do, like especially when you haven't been through... Like, obviously I've had periods of... I wouldn't mm-hmm. say... I have, you know, I can identify or em- I can hopefully can empathise. Yeah. <laughs> I can't empathise with you. What are you talking you about? Bricks. Why am I in a room with you, you two? No, I've had like I do think I used to think everyone hated me, and I used to walk in a room and feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable and had all that. But for for ages, and I used to think, yeah, I did used to think everyone hated me. But then I did loads of spiritual stuff, mm. and that has changed my whole life completely. Really? But it's not right for everyone, but. Would you say you're an extrovert compared to an introvert? Uh, depends on the situation. Oh, okay. I think it's half and half. I did mm-hmm. a personality test. It's <laughs> half and half. So if I'm... I think I am quite extrovert, like showing off, but then if I'm in a room of small talk for two hours, I need to go and be by myself and play boggle on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so I do need that. Yeah. But it's going back to that kind of why is there so much anxiety nowadays? Can I just say one thing? Yeah, of course. Like, when I met you, I thought you were so... Like, everyone would look at you both and think you're so confident and strong. They would never know. So when you're scared of people, you can just think, I bet they've got anxiety. They could be another me. Mm -hmm. And then try and think how... One tip I once learned, you try and make... You see if you can make them feel better. So you think, oh, I wonder if I can improve their day or make them feel better. Then you're Mm -hmm. not thinking about about how you feel it takes the emphasis off yeah is this why we get on yeah exactly that it's all displacement yeah. isn't it you're just kind of making sure you're looking after someone I'm else I'm like well at least I'm not as bad as that like, so, oh. so I guess if you have kids and stuff it takes it away that's why things sometimes get do you have kids no mm. have a kid that's my that's my <laughs> see you later bye Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sorry, what were you going to say? The, the problem with, like, the fact everyone's got... Oh, yeah. Well, because it's... 
three things, really. Sorry. I feel like I should be asking you questions. But, um, no, I love this. This is collaborative. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it very much is a kind of neurochemical problem that yeah. some people are predisposed to at birth. Then there's the idea that it's a kind of sociological problem where, in evolutionary terms, we were we developed the amygdala, which is the threat centre of the brain, to acknowledge threats of kind of when we had saber-toothed tigers and mammoths around and you go, right, fuck that, I need to get out of here. Hence why we developed fight or flight. Yeah. So it's either fuck this or fuck that, yeah. um, which isn't the technical term <laughs> I describe fight or fight, but never mind. Um, but it was once very much needed because when our bodies went into flight mode, it's why you sweat loads when you feel anxious. It's why um, some people um, shit themselves because your body is going, we need to be lighter to get out of here quick enough. Oh, that's been my problem. <laughs> Constantly trying to flee. It's why you blush because the blood is going to different parts of your body to make sure that it has enough energy. To, and all these different, the, the science is really interesting. But then through the years, the kind of threats around us in the world that we live in became less and less. And we actually live in probably the safest time that humans mm. have ever lived in. But our brain has never evolved to not think of things in that way, that fight or flight mode. So that's why a panic attack is basically all of your body going, we need to be either fight or flight mode right now. So you go, you start sweating, you go bright red, your muscles tense and you go, I need to get the fuck out of here. Your heart start racing to pump your blood around your body, mm -hmm. but you're not doing anything. You lose control of your breath and that's when a panic attack hits. Mm -hmm. So that's why you should start boxing. Because then you get your fight and you don't yeah. need to fly. You've been boxing, haven't you? I did a boxer size class. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. Just a reason to be aggressive. I was yeah. like, I'm on board with this. Yeah, great. Mm. But there are certain things that help, right? So like cold water swimming and exercise, it all helps. But it doesn't take. It just takes the edge off, does it? It does. It's a mixture of whatever's best for you. Because yeah. um, anxiety and depression and mental health problems in general are so individualistic to yeah. each person that recovery is individualistic as well. Individualistic. Um, <laughs> so finding what works for you is so different for everybody yeah. else. So for me, it was a mixture of therapy um cbt and actually just looking after myself for a fucking change yeah therapy medication um looking after myself sorry um because i was i was so fucking self-destructive yeah uh, which just doesn't help because when your brain gets into that bad place of kind of like yeah. oh i feel shit about stuff what am i gonna mm -hmm. do i'm gonna smoke 40 cigarettes drink a bottle of rum yeah, and fall yeah, down yeah. the stairs yeah. that's but then it. that's all tied up because i used to be the same i used mm. to drink smoke just be like but i think that was to tied in with self-esteem so mm -hmm. it's like you don't deserve anything else and then you get your muscle memory or your cells get used to being a certain way and yeah. then you you know even to the point of fancying the wrong people that you know are destructive to you and it's like yeah this is what i know kind of thing but you can retrain all of that like you can mm -hmm. there's a really good book called the brain that changes itself and it talks about mm -hmm. that but i read this other book once called the pursuit of happiness or something by this guy or, or no not the pursuit that's something else but something 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 happiness yellow cover <laughs> that's all i know classic classic <laughs> title <laughs> but um it was by this guy who's sort of dedicated his life to trying to be happy because he was basically fucked and he became like a professor of um i don't know something to do with making like what would that be neuroscience i don't yeah. know mm -hmm. but then he tried everything he'd go to i do ayahuasca in peru he'd try like prozac da, da, da. and he said the three main things he took loads of case studies three main things that help you the most is um depending on who who you are and you know how your brain is cbt meditation i've forgotten the third <laughs> <laughs> cbt meditation oh and prozac oh, so help. different f things for different people mm -hmm. but like especially to get over a short 
uh, like say if someone's died or you've been made redundant Prozac's really good to sort of build that bridge but it doesn't not for everyone yeah. Yeah. and what? then get into meditation and all that shit what helps you get out of that kind of spiral that you were in around their self-esteem uh, and stuff? Uh, I've done so much work because now I now I think God I haven't appeared arrogant if, if uh, like in this podcast if I appeared like mm. sort of like God everyone needs to pull themselves together and I don't really mean that I just mean there's I think there's always hope yeah mm-hmm. so I was a total messer I would like some of the situations I got into were horrible and then that propels that thing of low self-esteem and depression because you've gone and like got drunk and horrible things happened whatever mm-hmm. but then so through the years I just did so much work on that kind of thing which my parents thought was like oh for god's sake navel, <laughs> ga- navel gazing yeah. sort of ludicrous just get on with life but you can do both you can get on with life and then on the way to work listen to an audiobook on you know like some self-help thing mm-hmm. and some of it is like you know you just take the bits you that are useful you or chime with you but then i had loads of like energy work and loads of cranial sacral which i think is amazing mm. for depression and anxiety and stuff because like we hold we hold on to trauma in the cells and that is true <laughs> okay that's true <laughs> don't ask any more questions <laughs> and then cranial sacral i don't know how it works but it's amazing so the it's something to do with the spinal fluid through your but anyway uh, every physical health health thing I had craniosacral dealt with and healed and then when my emotional stuff got stronger and stronger with it as well so just different things like that Mm. but I tried acupuncture I tried like kinesiology all these things and everyone's different and it depends who your practitioner is as well and I know that sounds really privileged like some people but I was on 12 grand a year for years Mm -hmm. so I would just like dedicate Mm -hmm. because it has a knock-on effect to everything else so Mm -hmm. if it I, I, I sometimes pass numbers on of people that have really helped me, like, do, you know, from sort of legit stuff to, like, healers, whatever, make your own decisions. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all legit, thank you. <laughs> but, and people will be like, oh, I can't afford that. Like, it's £60 an hour, I can't afford that. And I think you'll go out on the beers, which is not good for your mental health, like, mm-hmm. twice in a week and you will spend £60. Why can't you... Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I just prioritise it. And also there's loads of low-pay stuff. So, like, with acupuncture, there's, like... um a multi-bed thing so it's mm-hmm. £25 a good one hackney stuff like that so if you really are committed but I know that when you feel low you don't feel like you're even worthy mm-hmm. of committing to that and that's the issue I think. So when they first put me on antidepressants and I was like why would I pay eight quid a month for a prescription like that's loads of money and then I was like mm, this keeping me alive <laughs> yeah it's not really eight pound a month versus being dead which yeah. would you rather have Lauren I like being me it's yeah, quite nice two pound a week Lauren is that, <laughs> is that really too much but that's weird isn't it yeah. and that is that must be like a what why why would you like because you feel low and you, you don't want to do I think the things so. and, I lo- and I was like eight quid for some stupid tablets like oh nah and then I was like I think I was just so far up my own arse and in my own head and then I, I, I turned them down first time I was like I took the sort of free batch that they gave us and when they ran out I was like I don't need any more and then when I went back to the doctors I was like well they didn't even work and he was like well you took them for like two weeks and I was yeah. like I didn't want to pay for them no <laughs> and then I bit the bullet and paid the very begrudgingly went to boots I would get me fucking boots points though I was like oh, I'm gonna have to pay for these then I at least want some points back and I was like actually two pound a week to feel good yeah. is bloody worth it yeah, yeah. Worth it. one drink that's one drink less a month it's so weird the resistance to mm-hmm. like but once you felt a certain way and you're on a certain path you sort of keep going down that path and I don't know if it's like I don't know like an ego thing keep it not ego in the mm-hmm. sense I mean just like in terms of ego in terms of 
like resistance to change like yeah. the opposite of your soul in a way mm-hmm. how I would describe it sorry if, if that makes anyone feel sick <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite interested in the um, going back to the kind of the healing stuff because mm-hmm. yeah. I'm a big believer in what works for you works yeah. and like you, if it's working for you and it's not hurting anybody else who gives a flying yeah, fuck yeah yeah uh, yeah wh- when did you kind of get into the healing stuff because when you were on hypothetical you had all the crystals with you as oh, well I did yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I just years ago like even when I was 13 I went to a spiritual church <laughs> like and I was a messer like I was drinking at 13 I went to a club at 13 like mm-hmm. um a few times and stuff and so I was sort of like I think I was very like unhappy that's why I was drinking and like just yeah doing mad stuff but then part of me obviously was you know it's that dual thing of like part mm-hmm. of you thinks oh there's something's not right you know and I yeah I went to a spiritual church and got hands on healing but I was sort of making fun of it and I was like yeah and so it was a sort of long journey down that way and I'm not like I'm cynical if I like I did go to a healer once in LA and it was absolute she was like just wafting a feather around and you're like this is this is Mm -hmm. ridiculous and I paid three (laughs) hundred dollars and I was like this is ridiculous it's not like I go into it thinking everything's fairies and stuff Mm -hmm. but and I've had craniosacral that's been fine I've had very average nothing's happened but then I've been to some craniosacral where you like mad stuff has happened and you're like okay I can't I can't mm-hmm. argue that something's happening here. Yeah. How does it? Do you still do it on your like day to day basis? Is this something you brought so into I don't, your? I don't. I meditate every day. Yep. But I do miss out days if yeah. But uh, meditate every day and then like this uh, healer, uh, I see her once every three weeks. Mm-hmm. But she just sort of tops me up in terms of you know because comedy's a hard industry. Yeah. And sometimes it brings out an unpleasant side of you where you're like, why that? Like, why them? Mm-hmm. You know. And so then I'll say to her, oh, I've been a little bitch this week. And she'll be <laughs> like, that's not with the light, is it? And then she'll say, you can't gossip. You can't like think. And then you just feel yourself being a better, like being a better person and being mm-hmm. happier and shedding all the sort of darkness. Mm. Yeah. That's how I feel about you. I think you're like a proper sunbeam. Like Aww. you're like proper. <laughs> whenever I'm on a lineup with you, it's just I'm like you. You give off this like positive energy, so and it nice. is really like you're one of those people who it's nice to be in a room with. That's and I'm so like, nice. you've got like a good vibe about you, That's which so I, nice. I I'm not particularly spiritual, but you make me feel quite. She got got good aura. Got oh, good vibes. Well, you used to be a little bitch. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> there was um, oh, I can't remember if you wrote it or if it was written for you, but an article in the Guardian in December about negativity that was me yeah. was it and um, imagine you... having a guardian article for you <laughs> I didn't this know, is why I, I think I Michael's remember. this is why I think Michael's written it yeah. <laughs> oh I'm editing that bit out don't worry um, but you kind of described yourself as a very negative person until someone very kind of bluntly yeah. said you, yeah. you are a negative person how have you kind of tried to move on from that or have you at all so what I discussed I will say what I discussed in the uh, Guardian about sorry for everyone who's read it who's now listening (laughs) if you will be if you will be obsessed with me (laughs) (laughs) so it was just it's not overnight I realise that so like it's I used to be so angry so unhappy and so yeah just dysfunctional and it's not like I was like, oh, I read a book and it changed my life. It's a slow thing. So you have to mm-hmm. start, you have to start where you are and you have to start, why not start now? But like, even if you get like two things from a book that you've read, you know, and there's free audio thing, audio library things, 
often it's a load of shit and it's not the stuff you want <laughs> but someone tweeted about that like your library has got the same as audible in a way mm-hmm. i don't know if that's true i tried to get two books out of the library and i was like look at me look at me i'm so good for the planet and they didn't have my books and I was like, i'm never coming here again what a waste of time but you never know but um and some stuff is on youtube like eckhart tolle i found him so mm-hmm. good but the first time um it's t- the first time i listened to eckhart tolle i thought oh yuck i can't get my head around this this is so boring and he's so dry and then I picked it up like two years later and I found it amazing. So I think you just, just I, I just read everything I could. I listened to everything I could just because I thought, well, I'm not going to get anything I want like this. I'm not appealing to anyone because I'm a negative little shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm not getting the jobs because I worked in TV at the time, but I wasn't getting any jobs. And my friends said, yeah, no shit. You're really negative and mm-hmm. you don't expect anything. You expect to get nothing. And that's what you're getting. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, my uh, teacher used to say, oh, you're such a pessimist. And I felt like I sort of, you know, when you're younger and you just want to fit in, so I was like, well, that's who I am. I'm yeah. a pessimist, yeah. <laughs> and then I almost, like, relished in being a pessimist. Yeah. And I must have been fucking insufferable to be around. Yeah. But when you're at that age and someone's like, oh, you're this, you're negative, I was like, oh, well, that's who I'm going to be then. Yeah. I'm going to be... And it, someone did say it was, like, you're so, like, moody and negative and, like it's not funny and at the time all I wanted to be was funny and I was like well then maybe I won't be a pessimist yeah, anymore yeah, yeah. And, like, oh. and it is like you do have to sort of like untrain your brain isn't it yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah it's difficult but it's it possible. is difficult and so much is set like from our parents and what the messages we get obviously and then but you can change your neural pathways and that is exciting mm-hmm. yeah definitely how was it when that your friend kind of said to you you're a negative horrible, person. Horrible, yeah. horrible. And your ego wants to resist that and be like, "You're you, you, the problem was you, obviously." <laughs> I, but like, I couldn't even. I was just like, "It's wrong, so true." And obviously, it was the right time to hear it. Mm-hmm. And then I just embarked on this. And other people had said it as well. Like, yeah. So it takes it takes age. It, well, it doesn't. Sometimes you have a, a an epiphany, I guess. But I think to change those neural pathways and to change everything about yourself and your expectations takes a while yeah indeed because I did the same thing as you when I got diagnosed with anxiety yeah. I went home and I bought every book and watched every YouTube video I could about the subject and I was like yeah. I want to understand what this is before I start kind of fighting it yeah. and I read the entire DSM-5 which is like the manual that wow. therapists use for every mental health condition I read the entire really? thing from back to back because I was a fucking weirdo <laughs> and then it was kind of like going through it and it, like, it read like a fucking self-help book and I was mm-hmm. like oh that's me oh that's me this is horrible that's me and it just took me ages but I just found that kind of research of like yeah. knowing, it's almost knowing your enemy isn't it yeah, 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 going, yeah, yeah. how can I help how can I sort this out yeah I really like if you can just spend it like an afternoon researching this sort of stuff yeah it's absolutely amazing mm-hmm. and then and I know a lot of people aren't into the spiritual stuff but there are there's other stuff isn't there like there's different routes yeah. but there's all, I think there's always help and I think there's always solutions and there's all yeah there's always hope if you could go back to when you were younger and give yourself some advice on mental health uh, or living without misery what would you tell yourself um drinking's not your friend (laughs) everyone's scared and yeah just work through it rather than trying to avoid the pain Mm -hmm. work through it that's a good one yep We hope you can take something from this podcast away with you in your day-to-day life. 
Whatever situation you're in, you're not by yourself. We can share our stories, share our experiences. We can help each other know that things do get better. All the money we make from ads from this podcast goes to Calm, a campaign against living miserably. If you have a spare quid, please feel free to donate to Calm by going to dave.uktv.co.uk forward slash calm. We've been Aaron Gillis and Lauren Patson, and um, bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugged your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do, tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum, Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell, and dad, Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone, a Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel.